we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What is up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to the Daily Double Talk. I know my man over here thought I was going to forsaken him. I am Corey Coleman, and here is the unforsaken. Damn, there's too many Chris's around here. I almost said Christopher Juicy Herman. Christopher Horchata Torres. So many different Chris's around here. So many different drinks. I got juice. I got Horchata. (laughs) I can't keep up with y'all, man. Now I know how my mother feels when she would yell uh, names by the wrong names. You know, my mother was always like, my mother used to always confuse me with my sister. Uh, Mark, Angela, uh, what's your name, boy? Mom, I'm Corey. Corey, come here. How you doing, Christopher? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, Christian, goddamn it! Would call me names of no one in the family, just random ass names that she was spouting off as if she had dementia, fucking prematurely or something. So I totally understand the impulse, <laughs> sir. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to see you, man. How you doing? I mean, how was your interview, sir? I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, people. First of all, welcome to one of the more conversational shows on Double Souls. They, they all have conversation, but this one is probably more conversationalisty. And the interview I did today went very well. Uh, I did an interview with the voice of Kermit the Frog, Matt Vogel, and I had to do that earlier today. So I know Christian thought that this was another week where I was going to be like, well, can't do the show because somebody more important than you wants to talk. But that's <laughs> that's not the case, man. You are a priority, sir, and I appreciate you helping that's get the show together. That's 100% what I thought, so thank you for still doing the show. I'm really excited to do it, man. No, no, and gl- glad to have you here, man. I want to do it. I don't ever want you to think that I'm not making this a priority at all. Uh, even even when interviews come in and they try to bump us and do whatever, then I, you know, I always try to find a way to get it done so here we are and good to be with you today man today people uh i don't know let me see you know these things they we do these and the audio's off and my, my, my wife comes in here and she messes with stuff so yeah, are we just, eight big crumbs again that's my question yeah exactly man i don't think so i don't think so but i think we're good today you know i can tell you who would tell us if we're good today you know we've introduced ourselves already let me go over here and talk to the people who, without you, this show would not be possible. Right down to you telling us if we're having technical problems or not. And look at that. I already messed up something right here. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't bring them up. I didn't bring them up. I would change what? that right now. You know what? I can tell you what it is, man. Hold I got me. like, oh, now we must be here because people talking about hold me. You know, I have 
so many computers that I have to look at while I'm doing this. And I kind of have to repeat some of the same things on them. So when I think I've done something on one, I think I've done on the other, but that is not the case right. here. But I just fixed it. And people, please welcome the one, the only, you know them as the OG chat and them side bitches. Together, they make up the chat fam. How y'all doing, chat fam? What's going on? Oh, let me see here. We got epistrophicality. That's the first time I ever think I got that name right. Congratulations <laughs> to me. We got Brandon, black weirdo getting blacker and weirder every week. We also have Julian Hamdinger. My son is in here. Julian, a.k.a. the real Cobra star. Patrice Graphics. Lando Stevenson. Chris Ayers. Slime Roy. What is this? La- you know, I don't want to blast the mean that this this fucking Lando guy, but it is interesting that Lando as its own name you think is the coolest name ever, right? Because yeah. Billy D. Williams is the smoothest motherfucker who's ever lived. But without the Calrissian, uh, I don't know if Lando Stevens is is quite as badass of a name. I mean, am I wrong here, or do you still think it's equally amazing? I don't want to go in here and talk about the man's name and make him seem like he's not important. But no, man, you know I'm. I always thought Lando was just a cool ass name, but when you start putting names like Smith and Johnson on it, right, right. regular uh, Earth names don't jive well with the galaxy no, far, far. No, 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 it does not. But at the same time, anybody named Adolf that sounds crazy. You know, you you, you can be, you know, you can be uh, Adolf Coleman, Adolf Johnson. That's gonna sound. You know, all you gonna hear is Adolf. So for some people out there, Lando maybe that's their, that carries the same weight. And people. Let me see right here. Oh, you guys are being so nice today. Thank you so much for coming in and being so generous to us. You know, I tell you one name that always carries a lot of weight, no matter when you say it. I'm looking at it right here, and that is Hype! What's going on, everybody? Yes! And y'all got this early today. I didn't think y'all gonna do this this early. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? All aboard the double toasted hype train, as you can see right here. Get off the train. Come on, come on, come on. Get off the train. It's moving. But jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up. Get over here and join us today on the show because today we got a good show for y'all. Oh, look at that. That's Bitbird and uh, that's Sandra Jackson. I can't tell who that is. Anyway, they're having a happy good time like we hope you have it today. What else we got up in here? Well, just Bitbird. And of course, we got, oh, look at him. He's got the crown. He's got the, the expression. Look at that snarky ass mouth right there. Oh, he's got the point. You I'm going to get your ass. And I'm going to bring it over here to the show today because we have a good show for you. I don't know if it'll be a long, long show today, but it will be a fun show today because the world has been blessed with images from the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie over there. Oh, and blessed with those moves right there. Look at that. It's so funky. He smells it. Fuck coming out his ass. Oh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's brought. Oh, he's got props. People, also today, we got for you, Chris Evans. Some of y'all said, see, I told you he wasn't gone. That boy ain't going nowhere. Talking about ass. You can't deprive America of America's ass. Chris, is it Chris? What is it? Chris Evans? So many Chris's out Chris there. Evans. Chris Evans might be back. We don't know. It was rumored he'll be back as Captain America. And 
There's the chat taking us out. Kermit's going crazy. Big Bird's losing his mind. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for all of that. In case you couldn't hear over all that hypeness that we have. Look at he's settled down now. He's even breathing hard a little bit. <gasps> yeah, I'm out of shape. That's what I'm finding <gasps> out every time I get hype, man. <gasps> that, well, that hypeness, man, it'll get you in shape. You know, that's how you think you get all of this right here. That hype. <laughs> no, seriously, we should do like a like a Billy Banks Tybo uh, Tybo thing, but like for hype. Like we could sell that as like you want to lose weight, you want to get the fucking you know quarantine fifteen off, just get hype, and then we play yeah. that shit. And we just do like a Jane Fonda aerobics fucking routine. What what say you? Exactly, I say yes. People come up and say, "My God, how do you stay so fit?" You can look at them and say, "Well, for about two minutes a day, I lose my goddamn mind." <laughs> you know, and it's true. It's true. It's a workout. It's a very quick workout. But definitely does get the blood flowing, works the limbs a little bit. I even right. think if you're hyping correctly, you're using every single muscle in the body. Cardio, my friend, cardio. That heart just heart just beating right now. Yeah, people. Double toasted, especially when it gets hype. Good for your health. You know, we're saving lives out there, man. We are. Oh, people. Doing the Lord's work. And doing the Lord's work. In case you couldn't hear over all that hypeness and cardio and God's plan people we have for you today a couple of things to talk about it's not going to be an extremely long show today uh look i've been streaming my ass off i did a a show on wednesday followed by a power hour yesterday power hours yesterday did an interview this morning and now i'm here with this man mr christian Horchata Torres. Boy, that is a lot of cardio right there. So, you know, not going to have as much as we usually do, but what we have is enough. We have for you today the images from the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. Everybody's been wanting to see what that's all about. Is there anything that can be gained from just looking at pictures? We'll find out today. Also, America's ass, as I said, it, the, that's why people are going crazy. That's why they're storming the Capitol. That's why we have so much chaos right now. Yes, part of it is Trump's fault. Yes, part of it is because people are just stupid. But also, I doubt it would be this bad if we had, and hold me, if we, and hold me with America's ass. Hopefully things will get better with the rumored possible return of Captain America, played by Chris Evans. So people... We'll see how this is going to go today with these discussions. I'm sure they'll go well, especially since we have you here right now. And before I go any further, let me be respectful. Let me be polite. And let me ask my friend over here how he's doing. How's your day going, Christian? You know, it's going okay. Let me give you a quick update. Remember I told you my old ass was falling apart and I had an MRI yeah. last week or whatever. Yeah. So I got my MRI results and I just want to talk about this all right, really quickly because I have a torn labrum is what they're telling me. May need to have surgery on it, but that's not even the thing I want to fixate on. Uh, I'm 30 years old. All right. I'm a young man by any metric I'd like to think. And yet uh, they found the small amount of arthritis in my shoulder. I'm 30 years old, man, and I'm fucking dying. I'm falling apart, Corey. Meanwhile, it's like you're getting my energy. You, you continue to get more fine tuned and shit. And I just wonder, is this literally like, are you, is this a succubus situation or what's a, what, an incubus? What's the male equivalent of a succubus? That's what you are. That's what I'm finding out. I don't want to say succubus because it sounds like I'm doing like sexual oral favors on right. you or something. So, you know, but if that's what it takes to keep all this. No, you listen. I don't know, man. I, 
I, I, what are you doing with your life, man? Are you, what, is, is there something that you're doing that we don't see? Is, are you living a very active lifestyle going out there and like rock climbing and yeah, yeah, no, I'm the fucking Batman, dude. I'm just going out there fighting crime and shit like that. And these are the, I'm now I'm entering my dark Knight rises, you know, walking with a cane Christian Bale phase of Batmanism. But no, like the truth is like, I just didn't have health insurance for 10 years. So, you know, cause that's how poor people live. Uh, yeah. and it's one of those weird things where like you get all these, uh, injuries and then you're like, all right, well, I guess that's my new normal. I never have to worry about that again. It's just going to hurt. And then yeah. I finally got health insurance, and I'm just ch- like checking off the boxes of the various maladies that I've had. So it's just like apparently that specific type of arthritis is because if you have the injury that I have and you don't take care of it, it'll get bad, and your body still tries to heal over it, but it shows deterioration. So it's just because I was poor and didn't have money to go get doctors. Jesus, man. Yeah, get yourself checked out. Because so, the way you talk every week is something, man. I'm afraid you're going to just start walking down the street and your arm's going to fall off and shit. It's, Probably. It's, it's yeah. Happened, man. I, I don't know, man. I mean, well, you might be bad, man. People, I don't know if you were here to hear the story about how Christian went out one night and saw some dude like people to the window of his neighbor and went out there and beat his ass so yeah man you know i don't know you might be fighting crime at night and doing things that we don't know i mean you might be taking hits that a normal person shouldn't be taking or maybe it just fucked up i don't you know (laughs) i don't know no it's possible look i i I, very quickly this is not related but i chased that guy who was outside my window back to the la river behind my house which is over here right so i was walking yesterday tell me if this is a bad omen i was walking on the la river yesterday and i found a bird with no head but this wasn't like an animal (laughs) that bit this bird's head off like this this shit was premeditated like there's some serial killers living on the la river right behind my house jesus man you might you you got a Peeping times and uh, headless bird bodies, you might want to move. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah, right. I mean, your I health is already bad I mean, enough, I know the man. Racism <laughs> is like, you know, uh, comparable to LA, but as far as I know, there's no mass serial killers recently, right? Yeah, you got, you know, you, you got aching bones, you got arthritis. The last thing you need on that list is murder. So, yeah, man, I would probably, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know what'd be funny? Here's the thing maybe if you move, maybe your health will spike. Maybe it'll get a whole, a whole lot better. I don't know. <laughs> Move where? Like, like move to like the Mediterranean, like on a mountain town or something. I think I need to be separated from the entire world before like any actual rejuvenation would happen, you know? Yeah. Well, before we go on to this show and start talking about some of these things, now I'm concerned about your health. Have you been put on an, an exercise regimen? Have you been put on a, on a diet plan? Do I need to be on any of those for a shoulder injury? Yeah. I mean, like I, I, you know, if we're talking New Year's resolutions very quickly, we have not eaten out any meal. We've cooked all of our meals homemade and shit. I made homemade ravioli last week. I made the dough and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm walking five, six, seven miles a day every day at least. So it's like I'm technically the healthiest I've ever been right now. I weigh the, the as little as I ever have, I think. Uh, but it's just everything else is falling apart. So it's like, you know, it's a God closes a door and then he like nails shut a window situation. Like I ain't going to get better. Yeah. Damn. That's just a long way of saying God don't like me. <laughs> God doesn't like me. This is the shit. Like this would kind of prove my atheism. Cause I'm always like, God doesn't exist. And he's just sitting there like, all right, motherfucker, shoulder problems. Like he's just going down the line, giving me ailments. Uh, some people are more than willing to have you. Christian, um, you know, people love you and they are actually giving you recommendations. Uh, I maybe just need some of that uh, Chris Evans ass rubbed on you. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it may not do you well. But I'm looking at what they say in the chat. Swedish girl says, uh, hey, move to Sweden. You get some free health care over there. 
Uh, Austinick says, move into my house. We love you. My family would have you. Uh, Debo says, move to Canada. Even though I know he's over in England, so I don't know what the hell he knows of anything about. Well, Canada. he doesn't want the, England's going through their America moment, you know, right now along with us. So I think that's yeah. what's up. No, I mean, like, yo, every other country seems to have this whole healthcare thing a little bit more figured out than us. You know, the mm. greatest country in the world. So no, nah, I'll, I'll be the first state people to uh, don't get me started. But I'm gonna just say this. So I said this the other day, and I and I mean what I say. Uh, I looked at the camera and said openly, I hate this fucking country. Uh, that doesn't mean that I want to like be a terrorist and. Like these assholes you see at the Capitol, that obviously they hate this country more than I do. Uh, they, even though they say they're patriots, but I hate this fucking country. I hate, I hate it for the moment that we're in right now. This country has great sure. potential because I think I was, I was thinking about this. I said somebody's gonna call me on this. They're gonna like take the sound bite and they're gonna put it up there uh, and try to hold it against me. No, I mean when I say I hate this fucking country, man. Uh, this country has a has a lot of potential to be great. Uh, a lot of people just don't want it because everybody wants what they want. I don't care how many people say I look out for my fellow American. No, I look out for for my fellow me. And, you know, and it's a, and when I say that I hate this country, I mean I hate the condition that is in right now. I hate the the hypocrisy. I hate that if you say you want to fix this country, uh, you're unpatriotic. So I I stop right. saying that. I just say I fucking hate the way this country is right now, and I don't think it's ever been great. So I think there's been great moments. I hate that. I think there's great potential, but has it ever been fucking great no and i fucking hate the way this country looks at itself and thinks we're so great and we're full of shit <laughs> so there you go yeah i mean and i'm not going to go into a whole thing here but i agree we're like 47th in the world in healthcare. We, we we regularly finish in the 20s in math and sciences and education like nothing about us has necessarily been the greatest in a very long time and i think the sooner we all kind of come to terms with that maybe we can actually make strides to fix it and to be great again if we ever were great which yeah. that jury's still yeah. out too no, I honestly, I openly say I fucking hate this country in the way it is right now because the difference between me and these so-called patriots, these patriots out there, what do they do? They say they love America. They say they love Americans and they storm the Capitol and they want to kill people. Difference between right. me who says I hate America is that I want to make this country better and I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I say that I say it's it openly. Like the easiest fucking metaphor in the world. It's like when you stay with someone and they act shitty. Like if you're in a relationship with them, do you just always stay silent? You never criticize the person that you love. Like no, yeah. I think if you really love someone, you do criticize them and hope that they can reach their full potential. So by sitting there and saying anything, any disparaging word about America is tantamount to fucking terrorism or you're unpatriotic. It's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're the reason why the country is starting to suck because you refuse to even have a conversation about it. Yeah. No, I'd rather like tear some shit up and try to assassinate people. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, yeah, I say I fucking hate this country because I know it's going to be better and I would like to see it get better. I think we have them. The, and there's some people who will take it. to. They will get it. there. will always improve if people allow it. But, um, yeah, fuck these people. I love America. And then you start tearing shit up. That's not going to be me, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not going to look up here and be bullied into saying patriotism when I'm trying to hurt people. Nah, nah, let's get Listen, the fuck out of here. that's like the one interesting thing about Captain America maybe coming back is I would look, is like, is there no bigger emblematic symbol for what patriotism is, right? We had Captain America beat the shit out of Hitler during World War II. <laughs> so it, it, it would be really amazing to see how they kind of tackle the concept of patriotism in a post-Trump world. I know Trump doesn't exist in the MCU, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and speaking of terrorism, I'm sorry. Uh oh. Uh oh. Our national nightmare continues with fucking Pixie at the door terrorizing Mr. Coleman. Yeah, man. <laughs> Speaking of terrorism, this dog continues to terrorize me uh, with her annoyance. Uh, she, she's a. Uh, 
She's so uh, she wants to come in right before the show. We start the show. I get a I go and get a pillow for her. Here's the pillow right here because I know she wants to lay on my lap. I get a pillow for her. I try to make sure she's comfortable. I try to accommodate her. And the moment she sits down and she's like, ah, I want to go. And so now <laughs> I got to pick up the I got to pick her up and put her outside. So yeah, people, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully we have no more pixie interruptions going on for the show. But people. We're going to get started with the show right now. But before we do that, I have some things to say to you folks out there, if you don't mind real quick. Uh, You've been very generous. You've been very kind. You've been very supportive at the start of this show. And I do appreciate if you do it some more. I know. I know people. I hate to beg. I hate to be a whore. But that's what you do to me, man. If I got to bring out the freaking Coleman, you oh man. Yeah, people, the freaks come out at night. And hey, when y'all do me like this, they come out in the daytime, too. You ever heard that song? Freaks come out at night. I mean, I feel like I do sing. Give me the hook. Give me the hook. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. I'm going to hit you with something real quick. The freaks come out. The freaks come out. The freaks come out at night. Yeah. Damn. Hey. Wait, so they had, a, they had a hype man come in, like, in between the fucking line just to, like, to really hammer the point home to punctuate that the freaks were coming out Yeah, at man. Like, you like you kind of, <laughs> you sit up there like, I, I think I understand it, but that guy says, no, I don't think you do. The freaks come out. And you're like, oh, shit. All right. All right. Oh, this is a serious situation. These motherfucking freaks are coming out. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Now I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the saying goes, if you want to live a nice, quiet life, do yourself a favor. Stay in at night because the freaks come out at night. But not anymore because y'all are so good to me. Y'all bring the freak out of me in the daytime. So I'm going to have to ask you, can we all get freaky together and go on over to Patreon.com? Because over there, you talk about... You're talking about the freaks coming out at night. You're talking about getting freaky. People over there, you can get real freaky, warm and toasty. Oh, get hot and buttered. Put that butter right up in your ass. Or, if you real freaky digger, get down with the golden brown. That's because over there, you help us to continue bringing you this lovely, wonderful entertainment that we bring to you right now because you support us over there. This is one of the main ways that we support what we do here on Double Toasted. And... You get something in return for that. We got bonus streams, extra streams. We have watch parties. Got one coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. That's where we all get together on DoubleToasted.com and just watch a movie together and just have some laughs, maybe some cocktails while we're there. Uh, Also, people, you get sneak peeks of certain content that's coming up. You get some merch for the people who have subscribed on the right level. Some people got shirts coming this month. And... We also have bonus things like animation that we're doing that we will be caricaturing and putting people in. So people go over to patreon.com forward slash double toasted and join us over there. Help us out and receive some extra stuff in return. Also, you know what? Some people said, man, you do realize, like you said, Corey, you said it, man. When you pay, that makes you a whore. I don't want to do that to you. And I don't want to be a person that's soliciting prostitution. So... You can understand when I say I don't want to spend no money. All right, that's fine. You know what? You can still subscribe for free on our Twitch channel, which you're watching right now, probably live. And over there, if you have an Amazon Prime account and you get yourself a subscription absolutely free, you can resell for absolutely free. And also, like I said, people, you know, the world be a whole lot better if everybody 
just had the toasted goodness all over their bodies. But you over there bullshitting, making the world a worse place. But that doesn't always have to be. You can change that today. Gift a sub to your fellow toaster out there and give the gift of the toasted goodness all over somebody's body. All right, folks. It's not funny, Christian. This is serious. No, you man. sounded like a phone sex operator who was trying to get through the end of the script. You know what I'm saying? Like you were like, toasty body. Hang up the phone as quickly as you could. So I was laughing at your, you know, your your foolhardy attempt to try to speed through your own pitch. No, I was losing breath because it was just too much goodness, man. I couldn't take it anymore. But it does kind of sound sexy, doesn't it? In a way. A little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting up here talking to you while you stripping down, taking off that classic black tee with the white logo that you got from DTMerch.com. Oh, you might be looking sexy with that tank top on, showing those, showing those nice toned arms that you've been working on while you get your beach body ready for the summer. Also, folks, if you are going to the beach, I don't care how sexy you are, stay safe. Don't catch that corona and don't give it to anybody. Wear that mask. We're saving lives here at DoubleToasted.com on DT Merch. Also, we got new designs. Look at Mr. Toasty popping right out that toaster right there. Hey, everybody. You remember me? People, we got some classic designs. Cosmic Danielle, Kung Fu TJ, Double Demons. Um, for you drinkers out there, whether you drink the agua or you're an alcoholic, go over there and get the pint glasses. We got koozies, tumblers. Maybe you drink coffee. Got a coffee cup for you. Uh, maybe you're having a baby. New toasty right there. A little crumb. Get them. Uh, welcome them into the world with that shirt right there. And when that baby comes, call everybody and tell them that they're here with that phone, with the phone cover that you got from DTMerch.com. And folks, you know, one of the cool things about subscribing here is that you don't have to deal with commercials, which... I am forced to play every hour on the hour almost. So we have commercial blocks that we'll be playing. But if you subscribe, it'll be just like you never left. You'll never notice them. And near the end of the show, we're going to be taking some emails from you. Hopefully if we have time. So get ready right now. Pull out the keyboard. Crack those knuckles and get ready to type in kcoolmans at gmail.com that's k-c-o-o-l-m-a-n-z at gmail.com you email us with any kind of questions comments compliments insults input and er advice hit us up on those social medias instagram twitter and facebook see all those details right there if you're watching copy them down memorize them love them and once you've done all that it's no good if you don't use them so use them and if I'm too busy taking all of your emails, kind words, wonderful messages, Christian Horchata Torres. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Christian.Monster, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So come find me. And people, if you do decide to come find us here in Austin, Texas, I would prefer if you did it when it's safe. Otherwise, you're not going to find me. I'm going to stay away from your corona-infested ass. But I'll tell you what. I would gladly welcome you with open arms when everything is safe and conditions are well. So, people, kcoolmans at gmail.com is where you're going to email us to let us know what your plans are for Austin. Whether you are moving here or just passing through, I would love to once again safely hang out with you. Ooh, that I'm getting sexy. Ooh. Come on, 
girl. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Slip out. Slip out that dress. Let me put some of that toasted goodness all over your body. Hot and buttered while I give you my golden brown. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, we, we slipped into some salacious areas there. I love it. I know. You know what, though? It was sexily salacious. Well, yeah, like, I mean, what you need is like a like a Barry White baritone to just come in and talk over while you're doing those falsettos, man. Because, like, <laughs> legit, everyone makes jokes about, like, them having 20,000 kids just to that music. That is the sexiest fucking music I think I've ever heard. I know. And the people didn't even have to really sing. You know, yeah. all they do, yeah, you know, <laughs> just come in and just get you in the mood, yeah. Oh, girl. You know, I just, they just talk real low and how they just going to, like, do dirty things to you. Oh, girl, I'm going to take your drawers off and slam you against the wall. Yeah, girl. Yeah, man. There's an actual nice. Barry White lyric where he's like, and take off your brassiere, my dear. And <laughs> he makes it work because he's Barry White and he can do anything. It's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, no, no. Barry White. You know what? Barry White had about 30 kids. So (laughs) that doesn't surprise me. Like, that's actually on the low end of what my uh, like estimates would be purely because everything that came out of that man's mouth was like a fucking aphrodisiac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, man. Have you except even when he was fucking up on a on a, a like a. A bumper, a recording for a bumper. It was sexy. Have you heard those bumpers where he's messing up and getting mad? No. Is it like the Orson Welles uh, wine commercial in terms of greatness? Like even at your worst moment, you're a fucking hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you can see because he's losing his cool because Barry White was real mellow and cool. Yeah. You can hear where it's like he's talking. He's like, join us at Paul Quinn College for the love and limited mental. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's talking about this college is actually in my hometown. A Waco. It's uh, Paul Quinn. And I guess he was, uh, and why he's talking about Paul Quinn College and Wake, I don't know. I guess they're going to have like some concert or something, some benefit. And I think he was going to be there because they paid for him. And and he's trying to do the the bumper or the uh, the ad for it. And he just keeps messing it up and he's losing his, uh, losing his shit might be extreme, but he's definitely losing his cool. Let me see here if I can find it. Barry... I'm sorry, I put Barry White. Barry White recording getting mad. Let me I'll put that in there. Getting mad. Let me see if the Barry White and Isaac Hayes ever hung out and just had a like a deep voice contest about who could talk the most menacingly at all times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry yeah, I think I think uh uh Isaac Hayes was always cool. I mean, he did a love song where he even when he it was a song where he was sad and still made it sound sexy. It was a song Walk, walk on, on By. by. Walk yeah. on By is the sexiest fucking song yeah. ever and it's Isaac Hayes and it's a sad walk song. On yeah. by. Walk on by. Yeah, you know, you see, the dude is sad. <laughs> Yo, Corey, that was fucking, that was a pretty good Isaac Hayes. Man, where's that <laughs> biopic at? You could be Black Moses. Yeah, man, just shave my head and start wearing like chains and locks. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, oh, you could, oh, fuck, what's the character's name in Escape from New York where he plays the the Duke, where he's just fucking like run, run in, in limousines that have like chandeliers on them for no reason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, he was real cool in that too. Snake Pliskin, <laughs> I heard of you, and he knocks him out. Bam! It was did it cool. I heard you was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me see if I can find this. Uh, 
Oh, here it is. Barry White pissed. Yeah, this is it. Hold on. Let me. Hi, this is Barry White. Please join me on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 8th, 9th, and 10th for the first, for the first fucking thing. <laughs> I'm cutting the fucking spot, Tony. Jesus. Hi, this is Barry White. Somebody obviously came into the room. Yeah, fucking Tony's fucking this up. Tony's in the booth, like, crossing his eye line. This is like Christian Bale on that Terminator set all over again. Barry White is fucking justified in this anger. That's it, man. Yeah, he, he has he had his, uh, his Christian Bale moment. Fucking Tony walked into the room. So there's people, if you just... Because I see some people like, what the fuck is this? This is Barry White trying to record an ad, and he keeps messing up, and he's getting pissed while he's doing it. And Paul Quinn College cordially invite you to a weekend in Texas on Friday, Saturday, one more time. Saturday and Sunday. Shit. <laughs> Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invite you to a weekend in Texas on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. May 8th, 9th, and 10th. As the shit. <laughs> Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invites you to a weekend in Waco, Texas. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 8th, 9th, and 10th. This gala weekend will include the welcoming of celebrities, reception on Friday, the first, second, and third rounds of tennis tournament. The first, second, and third round. Of Hi, this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College. <laughs> he almost had it, man. <laughs> they invite you to a weekend in Waco, Texas. Welcoming celebrities, some reception on Friday. Let's take it after the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Okay. Do it over, fuck it. Hi, this is Barry. <laughs> Do it over, fuck it. You know, the and problem Paul is Quinn that Pop. there hasn't been any sexual innuendos. Like, that's a full <laughs> minute where, like, that's how Barry White made his money, right? Just by being a sexy person. He, there's no sex in this script. Someone yeah. should have, like, peppered in some sex in there. Yeah, yeah. It had been, like, a line there and say, welcome to Paul Quinn College in Waco, Texas for a wonderful weekend of me fucking the shit out of you. You know, he get it, man. <laughs> he get First it. First take. They call him one take Barry, but not when there's no sex appeal in it. Come no. On, guys. No. Invites you to a beautiful weekend in Waco, Texas on Friday. This asshole fuck these words up, man. I mean, he's got <laughs> words that he don't even need. <laughs> man, listen, so that's Barry. Sub, right? That's got to be a sub alert now. Fucking Barry White getting upset. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could put in that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that. <laughs> this asshole. Maybe I could put that could be a <laughs> I love that part. This asshole using words you don't even need. <laughs> asshole fucked all these words up. Let me see here. I love that part. Waco, Texas on Friday. This asshole Holy. fucked these words up, man. I mean he's got words that he don't even need. <laughs> Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College cordially invites you to a beautiful weekend in Waco, Texas. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. May 8th, 9th, and 10th. This gala weekend will include the welcoming celebrity reception on Friday, the first, second, and third rounds of the tennis tournament, the Barry White concert with the Love Unlimited Orchestra, of course, and the post-concert reception on Saturday in a championship sem semi-finals of... Fuck this shit, man. I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> oh god i feel so bad for barry he was doing so well he fumbled on the one yard line again you know <laughs> he was there man he was right there yeah people there, there you go there you what go a hero people. barry white is anyway let's make that biopic barry white and isaac hayes please 
And, and, and let's include this part where he's that recording booth session right there. Okay, let's do like our one night in Miami, but it's one night in Waco. And we imagine that Isaac Hayes and <laughs> fuck it, Sam Cook. We'll bring Sam Cook back and we'll just have everyone in the same room fucking up on, on doing radio promos in Waco. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. On Saturday in a championship semi finals are fuck this shit man i'm gonna lay cut this shit off <laughs> he was about to beat the shit out of that record i'm gonna cut that cut this shit off <laughs> so i bet someone leaked that like we're gonna we're gonna make barry white look like the asshole that he is and really just a folk hero like even more of a badass than he was before i had heard those recordings <laughs> yeah yeah oh that'd be great man well he was in a movie called uh have you ever heard this movie called <laughs> no no offense to anybody coonskin you ever heard of this <laughs> I'm going to thankfully, no, I have not heard of this film, but go on, please regale us with the synopsis of this film. It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a Ralph Bakshi movie, man. And it has eyes. I'm not, uh, it has, a uh, what's his name? Not Isaac Hayes, but, uh, Barry White. It's a movie from, uh, Ralph Bakshi about, it's a sort of a, uh, the, the urban equivalent, like the modern urban, urban equivalent of Br'er Rabbit, except Br'er Rabbit's a gangster and, uh, and he's got Brer Bear and Brer Fox and Brer Fox is like a, a southern black preacher. Uh, Brer Bear is the muscle and Brer Bear is voiced by, I, uh, I keep wanting to say Isaac Hayes, but um, right. Barry White, man. I'm yeah. Uh, now they of course that so viewing party. Are we gonna watch that movie somehow? Because it seems like we need to watch that movie somehow. I can't even show the trailer right now because the trailer just has like cartoon titties that just pop up in it. <laughs> okay, you know. So yeah, I will show it to you. But we probably could, man. Uh, for for a day. But I'm gonna tell you, I like I love Ralph Bakshi, and I and it's not what you think it is. You hear Coonskin. Even though the opening song is a song called uh, "Nigger Man," so <laughs> I—I mean, I told you. Did you not hear me when I told this story about Ralph Bakshi? No, I'm not trying to make Ralph Bakshi sound crazy or anything like that. But Ralph Bakshi, I was trying to get an interview with him, and uh, and he called me a couple of times, and he asked me. He says, "I don't want to do any kind of fucking interview. I don't want to be. You know, what are you gonna get out of an interview? What you need to do is help me get a Grammy." How the fuck? I'm gonna help him get a Grammy. I don't know. And I was like, so well, what do you want me to help you get a Grammy for? He's like, why don't you, you know, you, you, Corey, you got you, you have the power to come out and talk for for me and talk for black people. You know, you in your voice in the community. Um, you, you make a video or do a documentary or something and try to get me a nomination for that for my song that I wrote for the beginning of Coonskin called Nigga Man. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> so because he know, like, that's the thing. If if he wasn't a white man, right? He's white. Am I fucking this up? Is this like an August Wilson situation where like looks white but secretly isn't white? <laughs> no, he was. I mean, hey, look, he's he's just that dude from that era, man. He's like, I like everybody, but I consider myself real. Like, I'm just gonna tell you like it is, and I'll, I'm gonna tell you like it is, whether it's my community or whether it's your community. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna tell you like, if you're full of shit, you're full of shit. So he's kind of like just pointed the fingers at everything in society, including black people and, uh, and also racism, you know, he's like, cause that's, that's what it is. It's like, uh, his movie, even though if you look at it, probably not going to make any sense. Coonskin is an anti-race. It's an anti-racist film, you know? So it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, just really heavy, 
heavy, uh, no nonsense allegory in there, man. And uh, it, like I said, opens up with Scatman Crothers with like the lyrics are, walk on niggas, walk on, walk on niggas, walk on, walk on niggas, walk on. How, here's my question: Scatman Crothers, uh, greatest of all time, obviously. But but did, didn't he do like the Lord of the Rings movie like a couple of years after that or before? Like I just want to know what career trajectory took him from that movie to Lord of the Rings or Lord of the Rings to that movie. Okay, I don't know if Scatman Crothers did Lord of the Rings. That's what you no, said. No, 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 no. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he took man the guys. Uh, He's an eccentric, almost genius level dude. I'm going to tell you, seriously, I'm not trying to kiss his ass. He just thinks like nobody else. And it's kind of made himself a pariah in some places, too. So, you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Like, let me see if I can find that song, man. And we'll move on with the show. Yeah, the world needs to hear that song. If DMCA was ever going to pop up now, this would be this would be the time to do it. Yeah, let me see. Scatman Crothers. Let me see here. I'm just going to type it in. I'm not going to show the word, but I'm going to type it in. Let me see if a video pops up where he's singing it. This is it, man. <clears throat> this is a song. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shop it, shop it. Yeah, he uh, written by Ralph Bakshi. Uh, who wants wants me to get him a Grammy for that? <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, you can do it, man. That that had shades of Curtis Mayfield's Pusher Man in there, you know? Like you could just call it homage. <laughs> All right. Some people say, you know, close your eyes and imagine that's Hong Kong Fooey singing there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather not, thank you. Uh, all right, folks. Let's go ahead and get into some of the discussions that we have for you today and let me move christian down right over here and let's go ahead and get into our discussions so video game movies have improved over the years undoubtedly you know uh I I mean I'm sure when I say Sonic that makes you kind of roll your eyes, but Sonic was not a bad movie. It was it was actually a pretty decent adaptation. Uh, you had things such as uh, Angry Birds out there, and they, which some people they said that was pretty cool. You know they say it's a vast improvement from what video game movies had started at, uh, especially if you consider things like Super Mario Brothers with uh, Bob Hoskins and uh, uh, John Leguizamo. Vast difference over that. But some people say, you know what? Those are still kids' movies. As far as video game movies for adults go, I haven't made much progress in that area. You know, on on television, yes, but on the big screen, not too big. So that's when people said, you know what? You're right. We've tried. Fuck it. Let's just go back to what worked the first time. In each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers. 
will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will and his forces of darkness. <laughs> Shitty CG. <laughs> but at the time, Shitty CG or whatever. It was a movie that worked. Some people said they were surprised that it worked as well as it did. We're talking about Mortal Kombat from 1995, which uh, it, I, look, I can't speak for everybody, but I remember seeing this. and I enjoyed this film, you know, uh, for as crazy as Mortal Kombat is and as violent as Mortal Kombat is uh, somehow, some way, just by keeping the essence of what it was and not trying to be anything else. But that it worked. Am I, I don't know. Did you, you've seen this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, well, the amazing thing about prepping this show is I don't think I've watched Mortal Kombat since I was like 10 or something. Uh, and yeah. so as a kid, that movie was amazing. It was the coolest movie that ever existed, man. Cause I used to just sit there on my super Nintendo for hours and hours <laughs> playing Mortal Kombat three. Um, and so, yeah, when this came out, I think, I think you kind of nailed it. The reason that it was, I guess, successful was that it just tried to literally be the essence of that video game. Nothing else, nothing more, no grand story about it. Uh, and I think it more or less worked, man. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying the hell with it. Just go back to what worked the first time. And that's when people are, that's when people are hearing about and getting excited about the new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out now. I guess it was going to go to the theaters at one time, but now it's going to go to HBO Max. And images have just been released for the latest Mortal Kombat film. Uh, you can already see, uh, I guess, Raiden. You have... Uh, 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 what's his name? The Ice Dude. What was Sub Zero. Uh, Sub Zero. Yeah, I like to call him Ice Dude. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, let me see here. You got Sonya right here. At least I imagine that Sonya. Uh, yeah, judging, judging by the tank, the tank top and uh, and and the blonde hair, Kato with uh, minus the mask. And of course, everybody wants to know about the black man with the big metal arms. Mr. Ashtray bitch himself, Makai Brooks as Jax. And, you know, it's hard to tell what's going to happen with these, uh, with, with the movie just going by the images that we have right here. But that's why I'm going to give it to you, man. You said you got some, uh, some opinions on these, uh, just these, because we have no footage. We just have uh, pictures. Uh, how you feeling about these pictures right here? I mean, is this getting you excited or do you need to see something in motion? You need to see more? You know, it's weird because I, I think it's interesting that when you look at all these characters, it's like in still shots, they don't really look it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look you don't know how to really get a, a sense of the tone. Right. Meanwhile, when yeah. you put that 95 trailer on, like it screams 1995. Right. Like yeah. the air just everything about that. And yet it does give you this sense of understanding of like, OK, this is how that world operates. Right. Like you get a, a, a sense of the internal logic of it. So it's hard to do that with this next thing. But I will say this. What I like about it is that like they're they're going to try to stick mostly to just the essence of it, like fighting tournament stuff. But what I've heard. And this is what interests me because I don't know a lot about the auxiliary lore is that they're going to try to focus on like sort of the tribes like Sub-Zero and, and Scorpion and then like the differences between them. Because as a kid, I was like one's blue and one's yellow. One's an ice dude. One's a skeleton. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't a bunch of differences between them. So I find that really interesting. Um, 
the thing I was going to say, I think the biggest boon for it, honestly, is that the pandemic happened because I yeah. think that this going to HBO Max, I know a bunch of people who are like, oh, it's a fucking Saturday. Let's just put on HBO Max and watch this movie. Like, I think it's going to be a pretty decent success just by virtue of how it's being released. And I think it looks like they put granted it's all still shots right but it looks like they put some decent production values into this and they're leaning into the camp and i think that's the weird thing it's like if you're gonna make a movie as inherently ludicrous as mortal Kombat, you need to kind of lean into it you can't make it this giant realism thing you know so based on that maybe i'm way off the reservoir but i mean uh, what are you thinking man how do you feel about this yeah and i'm sorry that's kung lao not uh, oh oh, yeah okay not Raiden right there, of course, because Raiden would have white hair and lightning coming out of his eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't go by anything with this. You know, I mean, the images are good when it comes to certain things like, listen, you know, when you there are certain characters that they are so defined by their look, it's cool to see a picture of them like Sub-Zero. I mean, I would love to see more with Sub-Zero right there, but that's kind of cool getting a glimpse of what we have right there. Uh, Sonya's always just kind of been a plain Jane character. Uh, but when you get to things like Jax, all right, now we're getting into areas where it's like, okay, that looks pretty cool. I did want to see what the arms look like, but I'm going to have to see what the tone of this film is because there were some things that they, that, that, that they do in the games that they kind of got right in the first film. You know, that they, they, like I said, man, they went in and again, they got just fucking ridiculous with this and they embraced it. So when you looked at it uh, and what they did with it, everybody was waiting to see if they would go that far. Is Scorpion going to take his mask off and have the, the skull head and try to set somebody on fire by breathing flames from his mouth? I like the way you didn't do shit. A man just took his face off and had a skull with flaming eyes. You're just like, whoa, what is that? Got a double, you know, just another yeah, Wednesday. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing weird to see here at all. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. You know, <laughs> you know, at least say what the fuck or something. Just don't sit there. So that's what I'm going to have to see here. Now, this is a rated PG-13 movie, which I have nothing against. I was actually pretty impressed that this film was able to go in and do what it did without being as violent as the game. Because the game, as we all know, is extremely violent. And I was around, of course, when the console came out and there was so much controversy about this game. You know, it was controversy about when it came out to arcades because kids could see it all over the place. You know, it wasn't like they had to pay to go see a radar movie. This was out in the open at the arcade right next to, you know, innocent little Pac-Man or something. But uh, Pac-Man came out way before this did, by the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, when it, when, it, when it was released on consoles, that was a huge uh, thing, too, because of how violent it was. People are like, that's nothing today. So a chick stretched their hair and turned another woman into Kool-Aid. You know, I would love to see some of those people who are criticizing that game just come out of a coma and see what this game turned into today. Fatality. (laughs) 
fatality, you think? Yeah. <laughs> the moment he reached into his chest, that was fatality for me. <laughs> he pulled his, pulled his fucking spine out and used his head like a whip. <laughs> you know, I, this, this is almost like a big fuck you over the years to the critics who have come in and talked about the violence in this game and even tried to censor this game. You know, people have come in and just said, oh, you think that's bad? Oh, look what we got for you right here. So when I look at this, I would love to see a live action version where they actually embrace the the violence. Now, I don't know how they would do that. I don't know what 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 they could do to avoid, you know, this being so extremely violent that it would get uh uh, uh the, what do you call that? The what's the the rated X equivalent? Of like the NC seventeen. NC seventeen, yeah, you know, it's so violent that it voice the NC seventeen. Because if that was in live action, that would get that. You know, I always thought it was cool. Again, if you embrace the uh, the absurdity of Mortal Kombat in this world, and it's and, and you see how they take people. Look, they beat the shit out of people. Like this man. You know, before we got to you know, uh, points where we're pulling spines out and, you know, and uh, uh, beheading people and whatnot. You know, they, they, these people had spikes in their bodies. They had, they had uh, 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 knives go through their heads. You know, they've been sliced and diced and they're still standing there without a wound on them. I thought it'd be funny if the movie embraced the, 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 the absurdist physics of the world and these people can't die. You know, until you just hit get to the like the right moment of the tournament or you do the right move. And you see these people just getting punched and, and sliced up and blood all over the place. And yet they're just like, what the fuck? How am I still here? And by the way, this fucking hurts, man. Uh, you know, I thought it would be thought it'd be cool if they could do that. Somehow get around the violence by just almost being sort of sort of kind of wink and not goofy with it. So that but, you know, I think that if we keep getting these movies over and over again, it's just going to start seeming like a modernized but still just different version of what we had back in 95. So I think the plan, I was reading something with the producer and the director is that like, and it was interesting because this totally makes sense. If you think about it for a second, they said the thing that, that tips violent movies over in terms of R to NC 17, it -hmm. really isn't what you think. You can pretty much show whatever you want. It's about color saturation. It's about how realistic the blood looks and whatnot. Because if you look at stuff like kill bill, which was 2003, but heads are being chopped off, eyes are coming off, arteries yeah, are spraying yeah. everywhere and stuff like that. And it reaches this level of like, okay, this is so over the top that you can kind of look at it as like, oh, this is a video game basically. You know, like this isn't to be taken seriously. And that's the yeah. route they're trying to do. They, they fully intend to do fatalities, uh, what with animalities. I almost said bestiality, by the way, and I'm <laughs> glad I caught myself because that would be a different Mortal Kombat <laughs> film. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna lean into all the kind of weird things that make it. I think they're going to try to rely on like, you know, saturating the, the, the blood and the violence itself or make mm-hmm. it look over the top cartoony. But I think you're going to get a way more uh, faithful, at least in terms of that version of Mortal Kombat than we got compared to the PG-13 one from the 90s. I hope so, man. That's that's what I would love to see. That's what I would love to see done. You know, I want to I just want to see how they would handle like the truly, truly insane violence in here. And as I said, you know, Things that we take for granted in a video game, like, okay, yes, a person can keep getting, you know, injured in these really horrible and and grotesque ways, man, uh, in gruesome ways. Uh, But yet they come back fully intact. 
I think that's something that, you know, movies should do. They should acknowledge, you know, like, all right, let's let's not pretend like, you know, this is a movie and we can't do that. No, let's do it. Let's take it and do all the ridiculous stuff they do in the game. Because um, uh, I, I look at what they do with these uh, Mortal Kombat versions that come out. Uh, did you see the animated version that they had? No, no, I didn't. I would love to see it. That one was uh, that one was pretty cool, except that, again, you know, it's... Uh, let me see. It was Scorpion's Revenge. I saw it. Oh, it's like actually that animated. Wow, that looked decent. What's that? that? It looked like animation looked decent. I didn't know how, like what kind of level of animation it was. It looks pretty good. No, nah, it's it man. It's fun. It's actually uh, it's actually a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 a straight to video thing, and it's pretty. It's as far as Mortal Kombat goes. You look at it and say, man, you know what? All right, that's Mortal Kombat. You kind of did a faithful adaptation of it. Shang Tsung, welcome you to Mortal Kombat. If Shao Kahn wins this tournament, Earth as you know it will cease to exist. Let Mortal Kombat begin. I will win this tournament. Let's see what you've got. What is it you want? Seek my revenge. I'll tell you the opening of this man, like they murder kids and they uh there's people they let you know on page one, this is this is not gonna be a PG thirteen fucking Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh no, no. I mean if they actually went by that template, the only thing is it's just kind of corny because uh either you have characters who are way just you know, they 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 their their dialogue is too goofy, they're too silly, or you have characters who are just taking the goofy dialogue a little too serious. Uh, you know, it's uh I, you know, it, it, it's definitely something where I felt like ah, it's the Mortal Kombat that we've, that we've seen already, kind of the 1995 version, except that it's, they actually put animated blood in it. But they did embrace it. Now, if they kind of take that tone with it and maybe just and, and be a little self-aware of the video game, too, I think you'd have a winner, man. I, I, listen, to get to a question I'm sure you're going to ask, uh, and I want to get your answer on this, too. I think the way I'm looking at it right now, what I haven't seen anything, uh, and, you know, as far as actual video footage or you know any of the film itself just looking at stills i i don't think you can go wrong going to hbo max you know if this was going to the theater i'd probably be a little more i would probably come in and talk about details and concerns and whatnot with this but going to hbo max man uh this is rated r and you know even if it's just you know just sort of the 1999 1995 version of the movie just with more blood it'll still be fun uh if we go to the theater we might have to you know up our critique a little bit but yeah i think it's going to be cool i think that what's really interesting is that mortal kombat if i'm not mistaken is was a midway property oh somebody says going to both actually it's going to both theaters and hbo max is what i oh see well that's really interesting too right well i mean that's that's what i'm saying is that like mortal kombat in and of itself if i'm not mistaken it's midway which was a a company that's no longer around right yeah they folded but at one point like probably the most popular video game of the 90s that wasn't a child's platform game a sonic or a mario or zelda something Mm -hmm. like that right like just insane popularity but it's the simplicity of the concept like even that first movie it's like hey there's a fighting competition on an island everyone come here and like whatever it it 
goes a little weird, but it's a very simple concept. I'm trying to think of other video games that would be similar to this, where you could just do that without it being like a straight up ripoff. Like you can't do a Tekken movie and then do it exactly like the same premise that they did with Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know, even if this is a success, usually what we, what we look for is like correlations. Okay. If this is a success, then blank can work. This can also work. This can be uh, greenlit and put into production. And I still think that Mortal Kombat, like, orbits its own weird sun you know what i'm saying like even if it is successful it's not like it's the green light to just go crazy with more adult oriented uh, video game adaptations because i think like the more complicated video game adaptations are or the the narrative of those are it's way harder to bring them onto tv yeah i so i wonder how this is going to work out with that plan too now that we're talking about it we're talking about this going to uh theaters and hbo max uh Wonder Woman didn't actually do all that well, but you know, as far as theatrical goes, but that's because everybody could already watch it at home and there's a pandemic out there. Uh, this, I, I would say that this is a lower budget. It could probably be, you know, more successful because it doesn't have so much money to recoup as Wonder Woman, but still the pandemic is out there. Uh, I would think that this would just be something that would be better strictly for HBO Max instead of going to the theater. If you ask me, but no, for sure, because you want to bolster like things you can't get anywhere else. And the other thing I think people like seem to forget about when we talk about video game adaptations versus like video games themselves is that video games coming at a way higher price point per yeah. consumer. You know what I'm saying? Video yeah. games, 60 to 70 bucks. This new generation looks like they're going to try to officially do the $70 thing. Right. So your one person equals $70, but one movie ticket doesn't equal that. You know what I mean? So yeah. people. People look at Grand Theft Auto, for example, and they're like, oh, it's the highest grossing video game of all time. And of course, it'll make a billion dollars at the box office. And I'm like, I don't think that that's necessarily true <laughs> just based on how much things cost. Uh, so it's like a, a healthy reminder. That first film, if you um, adjust it for inflation, they made like 122 then. It's over 200 million, which I know we're spoiled. We live in the era of the billion movies, you know, billion dollar films and stuff like that. But that was an anomaly that like did not happen until like. I don't know. What was the first billion dollar film? It's semi-recent. It's in the last 20 years for sure. So, yeah. you know, like that being as successful as it was in a time where like you, you couldn't uh, bank on international markets and stuff like that, I think shows that there is like a healthy appetite for it. The video games continue to sell well. Um, I just think like this is the best case scenario because there's no pressure. There's no like, hey, go make your budget back <laughs> like you're on HBO Max. People are going to watch it because it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was saying, I don't know how you get this. Somebody said Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman didn't do well on HBO Max either. I don't know. Uh, they said it was a success for them on HBO Max. I don't know where that came from, but yeah. I mean, it? people are trying to spin narratives out of it. I mean, and like the, the fact of the matter is, would it probably have done better uh, if they waited a year to release it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But like that movie's still going to be that movie. There is no like the things that are wrong with that film weren't going to be saved. And uh, I think that first movie was such a like right movie right moment thing that it was going to be very difficult for the sequel to ever live up to it anyway oh and, and somebody told me uh mr yasman said in case you wonder who is playing raiden it's going to be the guy with the scarred face from itchy the killer oh you. shit whoa what's that guy's name yeah yeah he's cool yeah let me see here that was years ago too itchy the killer let me see here I like that they at least got like you know not James Remar or whoever the guy in the first yeah. movie was. There yeah. you go. That guy right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually, that's, that's pretty badass, man. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic and also ashtray bitch, right? Like, I ain't rooting against that, dude. I want him to do well. And uh, <laughs> I, I think, like, it's just good that someone's giving actual money to make a Mortal Kombat movie because I think the biggest problem with it was just that no one wanted to actually give that movie the kind of money and production it would need to be decent. Yeah, yeah, man. Let me see here. I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find old ashtray uh, bitch up, up in here. Uh, well, it was it was up three from where you were, but oh, let me see here. Oh, there yep. we go. Look yep. at you with the good eyes, man. Yarp. Yeah, there we go. Bad shoulder, but good eyes. <laughs> so this is a this is your boy. This is your boy Jax right here. Ashtray. Ashtray, bitch. You know, if fuck giving him metal arms, they should have gave his ass some metal feet, them big ass feet. You <laughs> can stump somebody to death. <laughs> you know, what I love about this scene. I love that they have beers that, not Are not beers that he drank, yeah. beers that he's waiting to drink. <laughs> not in a cooler. Still got no, the he, cap he off. Likes his beer, fucking room temperature. Like, you know, <laughs> he's all mad and shit because <laughs> he's drinking hot ass beer. <laughs> Earlier, somebody said that. uh they said that looked like Steve Harvey with metal arms. <laughs> Hosting Family Feud like that. No, it's going to be hard to actually tell how that looks in the practical world. But I, I, I like that character design. Like, I think they I made too. that look pretty cool. No, I do, too, man. No, I like that look, too. I think that character always had potential to look badass, man. Even in, uh, even in that uh, that that that. Silly ass sequel they did for Mortal Kombat. Jax looked kind of all right, man. The character was goofy as hell, but yeah, he looked all right. Yeah, uh, Jax has always been a cool looking character. So, as a yeah. kid, I thought I liked Annihilation, and then I literally have not seen it like since <laughs> I was seven. And then I just when I was prepping for this story, and I was like, let me grab some Annihilation clips. I just stopped prepping for thirty minutes and just watched <laughs> Annihilation clips. Holy shit! That everything movie's... about that movie is wrong. Oh, that movie's terrible, man. That movie, we did a bad movie review for that, and I loved it, man, because it's so bad. Oh, I stumbled on it. You were like the sixth result of Mortal Kombat. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's, that's a silly-ass movie, man. I, I I love it. I love it. You know, and I, they say that, uh, I was putting that picture up earlier. Let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> Steve Harvey, he trends for a lot of things, man. <laughs> so... You know, I'm looking at this picture and I'm and okay. so y'all need to be stopped, Internet. What are you doing? Because I'm looking at this and it's it said that apparently Steve Harvey could just he could just morph into a lot of things. Like if you just put a if you just put a mustache on a bald headed black man, he's Steve Harvey all of a sudden. <laughs> Steve Harvey's the Gary Oldman of the black community, slipped in and man. out of roles indistinguishably. Yeah, yeah, man. And he, apparently this was trending because people said it looked like Steve Harvey right there. A badass Steve Harvey, which I'm sure is a relief for Steve Harvey because before that he was fucking Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> but the range, Corey, the Potato Head, the Jacks. I mean, come on. <laughs> Teeth and a mustache. That's all, you know, and a bald black head. <laughs> I, I love this because somebody, I don't, I don't, I don't think this was really him, but I just like to imagine it was. Um, so Can you do me some, a favor very quickly. Go to the one all the way to the left when he's holding the rope. Which one? This one. He's holding a rope and he's got those ears. Look for those giant ass ears. Let me see. Yeah, it's yeah. Four to the left from the one that you're on right now. Like go all the way to the left. Go all the way to the level. One down. The, one down. Oh, this one. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on there? That's nightmare fuel. 
That looks like a fat, uh, like a fat head mouse or something. <laughs> Wearing a hat. <laughs> you know, uh, one of these pictures, man. Uh, so it had underneath, when I first saw this, my first time seeing this, it had underneath there. Uh, and it said, Steve Harvey was saying this. It said, y'all stop this shit. <laughs> and, and below it, somebody wrote, Never. <laughs> yeah, we'll stop when you stop looking like every potato slash black man with a mustache, Steve Harvey. Exactly. So it's funny. You put a if you just take a bald headed black man and put a mustache on him as Steve Harvey, or if you take a potato and put a mustache on it, Steve Harvey, put some 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 a mustache and some teeth on it. <laughs> oh, it's funny, man. That's funny. Steve Harvey should be flattered. Steve Harvey should be in Mortal Kombat is what I'm finding out. Well, he is in Mortal Kombat. There he is. It's not Macabre Brooks. <laughs> well, we find we find out that really that was mistaken. Like they did like the news reported wrong because they think all black people look alike. And it was actually Steve Harvey. I mean, that's a that's like the one time like racism is a happy accident. Because imagine going yeah. into that movie thinking it's going to be Macabre and then it is Steve Harvey just straight up fucking everything up. That's the greatest movie experience you've ever had. You didn't even know exactly. that you wanted it. Racism with a positive M. Night Shyamalan twist, man. <laughs> Every now and then. Yeah, people. Yeah, well, this is going to be uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I wish I could say I'm excited, but I can't get excited just over pictures. You know, I need to I, look. My point is this, that like I think that we're being set up to be pleasantly surprised by this movie. Right. Like the production value looks on point and the people who are making it are saying all the right things. Right. They're saying yeah. what you would want to hear about the integral DNA of what makes Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat. So if that's the case, like the pictures look good. Obviously, when a trailer comes out, we might feel better. But I feel cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I, I am, too, man. It's not like I want to hate this. I don't hate anything when I just see pictures. I'm just saying I'm just. Yeah cautiously optimistic you know i would love i'm interested to see whether it's self-aware violence that takes nods to the game or is just you know violence that's done well for the film i'm looking I've, i have been looking for a more violent mortal Kombat in, in live action all these years so we're getting that so that's something to at least be kind of curious about if nothing else so we'll see you really should have parlayed all your space jam you know credibility into like making your passion project into mortal Kombat. i don't know what happened there coleman or i should just make a movie where all the looney tunes characters are violently killing each other yeah, do you think they'll <laughs> sign off on that <laughs> that's also warner brothers yeah right? technically they're like sure fuck yeah. it. those are just legacy characters have yeah. them kill each other bugs bugs bunny shoving carrots up people's asses yeah man <laughs> yeah, make it happen make it happen today all right Mm, moving you down, sir. I'm moving you down. Where are we? Where are we? Ah, oh, here we go, man. Let's talk about a very, very, very positive, and I would even say somewhat. Uh, and it's encouraging to some people out there. This scene that we have here from uh, what was the last one? Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. Avengers Endgame. This moment. This really sweet moment. This really positive and sweet moment where old ass Captain America hands off his shield finally to someone else, and that person is the Falcon. How does it feel? Like it's someone else's. It isn't.
Look at that moment right there. You know, that moment was a look for a lot of people. Not only was this a very sweet and tender moment right here that had very well-earned emotion, but it was also sort of a very hopeful and positive image for young black kids looking at this, man, and getting to see someone called Captain America giving that title to a person of color right there. And then you had people like me who said, Y'all know they ain't going to let that Negro keep that shit. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> you know I ain't going to have no black Captain America for long. I was only going to be a matter of time before a white Captain America came and said, Negro, give me my shit. <laughs> you thought I was, you, are you, you thought I was for real? You know, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. But there are rumors going around where they're talking about Chris Evans who we all know is Captain America. They said that he, we don't know in what way, but they said that he might be returning to reprise his role as Captain America in a future project. Now, I'm just joking. Maybe this will be something where we really do get to see Falcon over here keep the shield. I think that really meant something for a lot of people, so they're just not going to take it back. Plus, we have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up. You know, a lot of people saw a trailer for that uh, not too long ago. And at some point, I think him having the title of Captain America is going to play into that. So I don't think it's going to be something where they're going to take the shield away from him. I think it's one of those things, man, where you're going to have Chris Evans come in as a flashback or some sort of multiverse cameo. Something where it's not going to take up a lot of his time. I think it's a moment where it's like, all right, guys, you know, I'll come back in, but only for a little while. As long as I don't have to do a whole, you know, Captain America through a whole movie. That's what I think they're doing. But of course, you know, they're phrasing it like they are in the headlines. Oh, Captain America might be back. Oh, we might get we might get America's ass might be back, man. Everybody's, you know, America's going to be great again. <laughs> you know, but I think that they're saying that because that makes headlines. Right. Right. Go ahead, man. Okay, look, I mean, I want to point out personally that uh, the Captain America trilogy is my favorite trilogy within the MCU. That character is also my favorite Mm -hmm. one. I think they did the most with him and they gave him the most of a actual character arc and stuff like that. So when I say this, know that it's not because I dislike the character. I really love Chris Evans and I love Captain America. But Jesus Christ, like, let him go. Uh, never mind the fact that you gave him, like, in my opinion, and I'm not someone who loved Endgame, but I thought that moment was perfect. I thought it was fucking beautifully acted. It was well written. And it mm-hmm. gave you the the moment with uh, Falcon and all that stuff. And it seemed like such a perfect swan song for that character. So by doing anything else with him um, that isn't based, like you said, in a flashback, I think kind of takes away from the greatness of what that ending was, what that character was for about a decade. Um, <laughs> Um, so like I got some real problems with that because, you know, you said flashback and I hadn't even thought about that because the news reports haven't really, you know, alluded to it being that a lot of people are comparing it to what Robert Downey Jr. did after Iron Man three, where he just sort of had Godfather status where he would mm-hmm. show up in this movie and that movie. And, and he earned a healthy paycheck. I think he made 40 million dollars over those three movies that he showed up in. Um, and so it's like. If that's the case, I feel like it negates the character's ending. Um, And if they bring him back in any capacity where he's actually Captain America, then it robs the Falcon moment. And so I just look at it as an unnecessary headache for a character that was there from the beginning that you built up perfectly and then gave a (laughs) even better goodbye to 
why would you possibly kind of go back to do that? Like, that's my biggest gripe with it. It seems emblematic of, I think, Marvel's biggest problem, which is they write beautiful moments that you think are supposed to matter that they then walk back in a subsequent film. <coughs> that's annoying to me, man. Am I am I am I overreacting here? No, no, no. I don't think you're overreacting in, in anything, man. Uh, I think that's, you know, they're doing typically what they always do. And, in, 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 you know, when you have stories like this and we can you know, come on, you know, almost we want to just say stop bullshit. We see through it. Uh, first of all, I will say that I agree with you. You're not overreacting in anything, especially when you talk about how he's one of the characters with the greatest arcs. I think that, uh, you know, seeing this character and almost at, at a point forgetting that this guy came from like the, he was a scrawny kid deep inside. He's still a scrawny kid who just wanted to serve his country. A super soldier. He brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base. I let it slide. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. You win wars with guts. Grenade! Everybody down! Is this the test? He's still skinny. <laughs> you know, I, said, I, I look at moments like that, and I'm thinking, like, wow, man, this dude really did have the greatest story arc in the, <laughs> the, in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But then you get into things like, like you said, okay, we're going to... You, you, he had a great arc. You're gonna keep seeing them, and they and they and they milk it too. You know, in the headlines to like make a character who should, be, uh, you know, for for all the best reasons, not coming back for you know uh, 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 just because he's a fan favorite. But they put it out there and they milk it. Look at this, like Chris Evans. That's news to me. Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you know that uh, you'll be back. You guys in negotiations to talk about how they bring you back, which is cool. But at the same time, there's two things that happen with this where I say nothing ever goes away for good. So I'm used to them doing it if that's what if that's what they're going to do. One is just the nature of comic books. You know, no character is ever gone. If they really are that popular, they come back in some other kind of way, whether they are recast or whether they're handing down the mantle to somebody else because the actor can't play them anymore. In comic books, they never go away, you know, in actual comic books. But the other thing is that that is the that's that's the pros and cons of having this multiverse that they're doing. The multiverse can have all these options to do really fun things. And I'm looking forward to what they do with that. But also with the multiverse, they've left a, a door open to say, well, anytime we want to bring a character back that's popular. Yeah, we can do that regardless of whatever their fate was. You know, we can, you know, it's it's it's, it's almost uh, it's 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 something that can be really cool or it can be abused to a point of man you know you just, now you're starting to do all the things that i hate when i see stories that take certain liberties right well i mean i don't have a problem with an alternate multiverse thing because it it gets explained in the story and it's clear that it's not our steve you know what i mean yeah. and i'm fine with that i i have a, i do want to push back on something because you know me like i learned how to read from comics i love comics my uh, entire bookshelf is full of comics and stuff like that but i think that we need to be very clear about this just because something works in the medium of comics does not mean that you you take that wholesale and transpose it to the films right because if we're being completely yeah. honest with ourselves comics are a lot more like soap operas general hospital the same stories repeating <laughs> characters come in and out than they are films films are supposed to have stakes 
films, especially continuation, are supposed to have actual consequences for your actions. Yeah. So, like, that's why I get a little annoyed. It's not to say that I don't enjoy these things. Like, I they did a whole movie where, like, hey, Thor, you don't need that hammer, guy. The power's in you, but you need that hammer in the next movie. We spend a whole fucking two hours looking for it. Like, the hammer helps. Come on. Well, I'm just making the point that it's kind of like, look, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't change the things that you did in the solo films that I think really advance the characters and do something lovely with it to then change them because you need to you need to move the plot forward in the uh, in the event films so that's kind of my issue with it so it's like look if, if this is an alternate multiverse version of steve roger then fucking a that's going to be awesome i love chris evans it's going to be interesting to see the differences right because now he gets to approach the character from a different perspective but i think like if they were bringing back our cap i think that's a little bit bad because they already gave him a perfect send-off it's not about like welcome to the comics this is what they do in comics yeah. it's like but this isn't the comics this is films man well Somebody in the chat, now they made a joke, but I I bet that this is something that would be cool if they if they actually did it well, and this is what the multiverse should be used for, uh, instead of just bringing a character back because you know you want to point and say, hey, look who's here. Uh, what if they played with the character in different scenarios, different what ifs uh, situations? Um, I don't know if it's still in here. I can't see it, but somebody said. What if he was raised by a southern racist family? You know what if what if what if Falcon has to deal like we go to a, another universe or they bring back a they bring back a, a a a Steve Rogers who because of the time period that he was in maybe he doesn't you know they they don't go too hard with it. he doesn't actually come out and say the n word because it's you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe but what if he's like yeah you know uh, they actually let you guys uh, do these things you do you know you actually they you act, they actually let you ride in the front of the bus really they actually let you wait a minute you're gonna sit down at the same table and eat with me that's I don't know if I I don't know how I feel about this you right. know what if they did things like that with this. I, that would be them having a very interesting conversation like <laughs> like 14 years into their universe. I don't know. I'm not against that stuff because it's different and it's weird. And, and uh, you know, I'm not against that. I guess I'm just more upset about like you're you're coming back and you're it's like Michael Jordan coming back with the Wizards. Bro, you're not going to win a championship with the Wizards. All you're doing is fucking your legacy up. You won six and like you won six out of eight years. Like just fucking hang it up. And that's sort of how I feel about Captain America. It's like I think that's the best trilogy of all of them. And I think that his kind of emotional uh, journey really came to this beautiful end so anything to add to that is just going to be bad but if they do what if scenarios I'm all about it that's the thing Chris Evans was great he was a great uh, Captain America and I think that he's, he's something that's going to be a welcome addition but it's one of those things now we're in phase four and we're now we're really starting to see new properties too, right? Like we're 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 going outside of our comfort zone, and so I like that because it forces Marvel to have to get creative and to do new things and to really challenge themselves. I think having that that crutch, you know, like if we're going to use the Robert Downey Jr. comparison after Iron Man three, like they were shepherding in new projects, right? They were getting a little bit weirder with it, but you still had that constant backbone. You had Robert Downey Jr. to sort of like lean on if you need him. I, I, I just really don't want that to fucking happen with Captain America. That's my biggest thing. But if it is going to happen, what movie of phase four do you think he's most likely to kind of pop up in? Because if you look at the new ones, a lot of them are really weird. Like, you know, Black Widow's a prequel, so probably not that. Uh, Shang-Chi, probably not that. Eternals, that's thousands and thousands of years, right? So what do you think is the most likely uh, film for Captain America to kind of pop back up in? I'm still thinking about 
So I'm still thinking about this racist Captain America, man. Oh, that's where you're. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being sick because I'm thinking about what if you had a story today because of all the stuff that's going on? What if you had a story about a guy who really didn't know how to adjust to uh, looking at a man, a black man, you know, and not being in the positions that he want, wants him to be in. But then they actually have to work together. And, you know, maybe he doesn't completely come around. He has a little ways to go. But. You know, your show is like, hey, people can change, man. You know, when, when they're put in certain situations, he learns how to like work with this guy. Right. And this but this has to be a multiverse Steve. Right. Because our Steve, like that's the one thing we have to really re- re- like about him is like, yeah, technically uh, should be a total racist. Right. They flirt with it a little yeah. bit. I think when they go to like the Japanese and he's like, we're bringing everybody. But that's as much as they get into Steve Rogers racism. Uh, so I would love to see that. It just can't be our Steve Rogers. No, also, I don't think. No, Disney's no, it has to be a bro. different universe. Uh, Steve Rogers. But yeah, he's not used to it, man. He doesn't want to set the same table. You know, he's maybe he said, don't hey, don't don't stand too close to me. Oh, you know, whatever. And then, that, and that, then at some point, Falcon has to get in his face and says, you say one more fucking thing to me that's racist and you and I going to go at it. I don't care how superpowered you are. We're doing this. And by the way, we can either go at it with each other or we can work together to like achieve a common thing. And then by the end of it, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I was kind of a fucked up person, man. <laughs> you yeah, know? I, you have too much faith in Disney. They're not going to tackle that with fucking with, with, with like thermonuclear fucking resistant gloves. Like that's too hot a topic for them. And I wish they would <laughs> because that's all that's all these superheroes are. Right. Like they're allegories to talk about social issues. The X-Men is fucking civil rights movement, you know. So it's like, why? Why wouldn't we be able to do that? I just I I don't have faith in it, but maybe yeah. I'll be wrong. It's not write it, man. Yeah. Get that shit made. But if you ask me right now, what they're gonna do is, they're gonna yeah, I, look. Who knows? No one knows what they're gonna do. But I'm banking money on you're gonna have some multiverse story, and you're gonna get a cameo. It's not gonna be a full Captain America story. They've already kind of established that Chris Evans doesn't want to do this anymore. They've already established that the mantle has been passed, and I think that at this point they do realize too that they really did have a great end for this character. But at the same time, it even probably makes sense to say, like, we if we're going to go to another multiverse and we see a different version of these characters, then we're going to have to bring back some of these cameos. It's just something that's going to have to happen, whether we like it or not. So, you know, that's, that's what I fine. Think. As long as it has no bearing on, like, what's actually happening in the larger story, then that's totally fine. I have no issue. with Yeah. That. Doctor and, Strange and it, would be his, it would be his movie. OK, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, I hope not. <laughs> That's all I can kind of say. I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the the rest of the things, like the uh, movies that are coming out, and like Doctor Strange and Thor, and obviously the multiverse thing is interesting. But Black Panther two and Captain Marvel two. Captain Marvel two also very very cosmic in scale. But if um, if you ever read Civil War two, they did a second Civil War sequel to Malar's Civil War from 2008, and Captain Marvel basically took over the Captain America mantle in that. Uh, so I think it could be interesting depending on what they're doing. We know they're doing some of their big event series, right? Secret Invasions coming out, which yeah. if memory serves, I think Captain America is really prominent in that, like as a very prominent role. Um, so, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he pops up, but uh, I'm just thrown for a loop, man. And I really hope they don't negate, I think, the really beautiful things they did uh, with Falcon at the end of Endgame. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I hope that I just saw one division. And I really enjoyed it, man. I liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. And I think, you know, looking at every time I think that we think Marvel's going to go in and probably mishandle something, they do a, they, a surprisingly good job at, right. at what they're doing. So I don't think that's I'm, – I'm not going to worry about what they do right now. I'm going to actually say that, all right, you know what? It's in good hands. Um, yeah. Let's see what we got here. 
uh, Apex. Apex says, hey, Corey and Christian, hope all is going well with you today. I really like when you guys come on Fridays since there's not always a show today. Anyways, I want to ask if you guys have seen the trailer. Oh, you know what? Everybody's sending this. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and uh, See it. let me go ahead and get this. Everybody's talking about this. Let me prep some things here first because I, I didn't know that this trailer was already <laughs> out. Sorry, Steve Harvey was still up. Jesus Christ, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, this trailer star, Mr. Potato Head, Steve Harvey, man. <laughs> they actually made a movie about it. Let me go over here. First of all, let me let me pull up some things so that we can actually, and I'm going to silence you for a moment, Christian, just for a moment here. Oh, Let me actually pull up some things here. Hmm. Give me a second, John. Let me download some stuff and then we'll be on our way to doing this. But I've been getting links for this trailer that just came out. And let me, uh, again, let me download something in reference to it and let me download the trailer itself. Uh, let me see here. Thank you guys for your patience. Uh, here we go. Mm, let me get this trailer too. And I think that we'll be good to go. All right, Christian, I think I can. I think I can turn you away. Wait a minute, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Uh, yes, Christian, I can turn you back up now. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I was singing. I was doing opera. I was waiting for you to hear me. I missed it, man. Probably some genius, genius talent going on right there. And the you world is deprived because of me. All right, let's go over here and get this. Uh, oh, fuck you. Going through all that trouble for nothing. All right, let me go over here and try this again. Let me try something else. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can. Watch I don't want to hear that. Uh, I'll grab this. Okay. I'm excited about this, though. I really am. Let me see here. And download this. Got so many tabs open over here, people. Because there's so many things to talk about and so many things to do. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about this trailer. You know, one of the things that I love about Nicolas Cage, man, is that not only is every movie with Nicolas Cage getting crazier, you know, not only is Nicolas Cage getting crazy with every movie, but the, every movie's getting crazy with Nicolas Cage. Like every movie's getting a little, a little bit wilder. The concepts are getting more insane. And here's a concept for you. <laughs> this is something like I would immediately sign off on this without even seeing a script. Nicolas Cage in Five Night at Freddy's. Of course, you know Five Night at Freddy's. Five Night at Freddy's is the one where the Chuck E. Cheese type animatronics come to life at night and try to kill a security guard who for some reason keeps going back to the same job every night. <laughs> He's got responsibility. 
shit, shit. Some people saying that's one of the scariest games out there. I'm sure plenty of kids, including myself, have nightmares about for some reason. I don't know how falling asleep at a Chuck E. Cheese and waking up in the middle of the night where everybody's gone and the animatronics are trying to chase you and kill you. So we have here, and I know this, I probably misled you, man. I said Nicolas Cage and Five Night at Freddy's. Uh, it is not exactly that. It's not even Nicolas Cage at Chuck E. Cheese. It's not even Nicolas Cage at Showbiz. What it is, is Nicolas Cage in Willy's Wonderland. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but apparently Willy's Wonderland is as scary as Five Nights at Freddy's, at least judging from the people who told me about this. Let's take a look at the trailer. Welcome to Willy's Wonderland. Spend the night cleaning Willy's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? You officially <laughs> and get you more hair dye for your beard. <laughs> Boy, if you <laughs> I ain't even hair dye. I straight up shoe polish on his chin right there. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lie. You're here to be a human sacrifice. Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. Enjoy a man a few words. So Nicolas Cage and a knockoff bootleg ass Five Night at Freddy's. I love it. I'm completely in for it, man. <laughs> I hey, I see the look on your face. Every man to his own. I'm in. No, no, I mean, I love it. I'm just pondering my existence. Like, I think it's amazing that Nicolas Cage, after 30 years in the public eye, uh, people seem to not know this, related to Francis Ford Coppola, right? It's his uncle, uh, has really, like, honed in on what he's good at, and it's to do trashy-ass movies at an A-plus level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's like, ever since Mandy, he's just been on this next-level shit about picking the weirdest things that shouldn't be good but he's so dedicated and so game that somehow you're sold on it. Like, I can't wait to see that. It looks fucking great. It looks dumb. I don't know how it I'm, got made, but I'm happy that it did get made. I'm look. I mean, I'm, that bird is looking at you like, yeah, no shit. It looks dumb. <laughs> look at look at me. <laughs> but people, well, do you think it's a movie where like it's actually like really good and subversive, or do you just think it's like Nick Cage is like I can elevate that? You know what I'm saying? Like he he made stealing declarations of independence like semi interesting. So I assume you, he can do anything, and he just chooses 
He's like, that's going to make me look the best. He knows what he excels at, and he picks his roles yeah. wisely. Finally. You, you're using too many big words, man. You're, you're looking at this too deep. It's Nicolas Cage beating the fuck out of animatronics. That's all I need, man. That's all I need. It could be fucking 30, 40, 90 minutes of him doing that shit right there, and I'm cool. And I, you know what? And I like that this movie... This movie's talking about, you know, Nicolas Cage being in this. That's not the biggest don't give a fuck right there. I like, like, <laughs> when I say that this is a knockoff bootleg Five Night at Freddy's, I mean, even the animatronics look like shit. <laughs> I mean, I love this, man. I love. I just love that they don't care. I mean, is that there's there are levels up here. Like, you know what you're getting into. You just want to see Nicolas Cage lose his fucking mind and just tear up shit. That and that's next exactly what you get. Like if Furby got a really bad meth habit and grew up like 20 years later, like yeah. it looks real, like really strung out and hanging out in the fucking shadows and stuff like that. I'm not mad about it. I think it's going to be interesting. What I'm saying is if you think about Nicolas Cage, he used to have a reputation for just doing any movie because, you know, he owed taxes yeah. and shit. He had to pay his taxes. Now it seems like he's doing the exact same thing, but he's just picking the movies that that blend well with this particular brand of insanity. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm 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 I'm. I'm all up for it, man. I'm, it is a total ripoff, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a complete ripoff. That's what I'm talking about. The level of don't give a fuck here, man. They completely ripped this off and didn't and and didn't even care about too much of it looking like quality. Yet this looks like this looks like a crack house for Chuck E. Cheese characters. <laughs> This is, <laughs> this is amazing. Well, a halfway house for Chuck E. Cheese because you don't want to see the actual crack house. It'd be way worse. Than no, this. no, yeah, no. These these fucking characters are on meth. <laughs> this is yeah, man. I love it. I love it, man. Said this and this is not wrong. He's like slowly becoming the new Bruce Campbell. He'll always be way more famous than Bruce Campbell. But in terms of those <laughs> types of roles, he's starting to choose. He's he's going for it, man. I think the last five ten years of his career has been so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, man. I and Bruce Campbell. I mean, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to insult either one of these guys. Bruce Campbell or or uh, uh, Nicholas Cage, but you know that's two different things. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, at least you know he brings some uh, some level of cool to what he's doing. You know, he'll kill a bunch <laughs> of uh, undead and have a chainsaw in his hand and still have a man. You know, way to turn around, look at the camera, talking about groovy. Nicholas Cage ain't got time for that shit. Nicholas Cage says, "I'm here to fucking lose my mind." There is not a movie yet where Nicolas Cage doesn't go, ah, that is not one at this point. Love it. The other thing I love about it is is that he wastes no time. Like much like when Scorpion takes off his mask and Johnny Cage is like, "This is fine." I like. It's almost like, "Oh, this again." All right, no problem. He breaks the fucking broomstick and he's ready to kill indiscriminately. Ooh. And I'm just figuring it out. It's like, oh, he's done this before. Oh, tell me when this is out. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Give me. I'll, I'll watch this in a theater. This, not Tenet, but this, I would go to the Look theater. at this. For. On demand, February 12th. You goddamn right this is on demand. I demand this today. <laughs> I want to see this. I don't know where it is, people. First of all, I've always wanted to see, I've always wanted to see a, a, a Five Night at Freddy's movie anyway. You know, I obviously, we don't have one yet. I don't know when we'll get one, but... If I have to take the the, the 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 knockoff version of it, that's fine with me. trapped in here with him. 
<laughs> oh, this man is blessed. Nicholas Cage is is blessed. This man is getting paid to to just lose his shit in every film. That's why they. That's why you hire him now. You hire him because if we need somebody crazy, Nicholas Cage, he's the crazy man. <laughs> Look, I'm excited. February 12th is a Friday, sir. So, you know, I mean, you might be able to get your hands on this a little bit earlier, critic that you are. But if not, I mean, I would love to watch us and talk about it on a Friday show on the 12th. Yeah. The only time Nicolas Cage is not crazy is when he does animated voices. If you don't want to lose his mind, put him in a recording booth. Or they just edit out the parts where he goes crazy. Right, right. Yeah, you're only getting the best of it. You're getting like the lucid moments. Otherwise, Nicolas Cage is constantly what they call an Alzheimer's patient sundowning. <laughs> he is just losing his shit all the time. And at least in animated, they can snip around. The best yeah, they can cut around it. You know, if he gets tired or something, they finally get what they need. <laughs> but, <laughs> just takes a nap in the corner. And makes up. Like Every day is Vietnam for Nicolas Cage, you know? Somebody, somebody chess said he lost his shit and never went looking for it. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Yeah, man. Or he's looking for it in all the wrong places, like fucking uh, Willie's Wonderland or whatever. It's <laughs> I like that they that they don't even give him dialogue in this, man. I mean, I, they might like. There's this moments in the, in the trailer where he's not saying a word. I, I, I don't even think he has any words in the in the trailer. Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. <laughs> he doesn't. They, they don't give him any dialogue. Everybody's talking except him. Did you notice that the only dialogue that they give him is 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 this? <laughs> that is a that that is actual Nicolas Cage dialogue. Now, ah, <laughs> those are words to him. <laughs> this this is amazing, man. I love it. I love it, man. Like I said, I love the concept of teaming up Five Nights at Freddy's with Nicolas Cage. It's two crazy things that taste great together, man. Except, you know, we're not getting Five Nights at Freddy's. This is the best you got right here. And that is absolutely fine with me. You know, we didn't get Freddy. We got Willie. Cool. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and like I said, it knows his place too, man. This is not something that's trying to... It Notice it didn't come out and say, in theaters only are... On demand, along with theatrical. No, they said, nah, man, we're going straight to that fucking TV. <laughs> we know our place. Yeah, we, we know exactly who we are. We're not trying to step outside of that. On demand. Yeah, no, I agree. It's great. I, I'm Fuck, that actually looks really great. The more I think about it, the more excited I am about that film. Yeah, Willie's Wonderland is what this is called. Somebody want to know the name. Willie's Wonderland. See. He is having like a weird renaissance, right? Like I'm not crazy. What's the one he did that's on Shutter? That's insane. It's like a Lovecraft movie that's really good. And then Mandy, like he's just been picking really interesting movies lately. Yeah, somebody said Nick Cage uh, movie money and Nick Cage talking movie money are very very different numbers. Oh, I guess you're talking about movies that you talk through with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I don't. I, you could talk through the whole thing. You're not, you're not gonna miss any fucking details here. You're not gonna miss any nuances. It's Nicholas Cage stuck in a Chuck E. Cheese, tearing up the place, killing possessed animatronics. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, this is a perfect movie to talk through. Yeah, he's not gonna quote fucking Whitman while he's no. beating the shit out of a puppet. You know what I mean? Like you're looking for you're looking for highbrow in the wrong places. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. 
the 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 Matthew the the Makanasans and the the, the Canasans are two different things. <laughs> one one you know I'm not gonna say one went up here and one went down here. They just went two different directions. You know, one went civilized, the other went completely goddamn savage, man. Well, Nick Cage doesn't even uh, live by these binary terms of up and down, you know, like he's freeform jazz. He's fucking Coltrane on, on uh, playing with Miles Davis. Like you can't even understand what the fuck Nick Cage is doing, people. And no one ever should just watch. Don't understand. Just enjoy. I can cannot... understand him is like looking at the Ark of the Covenant, right? Like your face just instantly melts off and souls come out of it and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 100 percent behind his people. Willie's Wonderland. Nicolas Cage destroying a Chuck E. Cheese full of possessed animatronics. That's all that needs to be said. I will see you all there on Wait, February sir, have 12th. You watched Mandy? Someone's asking if you've watched Mandy in the chat. I did not. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you have homework over the weekend, and I don't want to tell you what to do with your life. But if you liked that, do you want to see like Nicolas Cage fighting sex demons and shit for the, uh, literally, I think, 50 minutes of that hour and 30 minute movie is just him running around with a chainsaw, neon shit everywhere and sex demons. Watch it. I'll get around to it. I will. But you say, <laughs> you know, I, I need to do so in my life. Yeah, I'll be watching this. I know where my life is going. <laughs> you know, I have goals in life. <laughs> this is one right here. <laughs> yeah, people. I got a lot of actually uh, Nicolas Cage to catch up with. I got this in Color of Space. That's the one I was talking about. That one's awesome. Uh, yeah, so you got, a, you got a lot of really great late career Nick Cage stuff to pop in on. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to get around to it, man. I will, I will. All right, everybody. Uh, I believe that's it for us today. That is it, sir. Thank you all for being here. But now we must say goodbye. As hard as it is and as much as I don't want to do it. You know, uh, parting is such sweet sorrow. This is my life out there. That's nothing compared to what I have with you here. But I do have others that need me and I shall go to them now. But before I go, thank you, sir. Mr. Christian Horchata. It was great, man. Seriously, thank you for, for doing this with me, even though you had the interview today. It was a lot of fun. I think we had a really great show. Yes, it was a lot of fun today. You know, and it's a perfect way to cap it off. You're not going to surpass Nicolas Cage. You're not. Just not going to do that. You're not going to be able to top that. So with that said, people, let me see what we got here. Let me move you over, Mr. Christian Torres. And... People, we shall return. But until then, just remember one thing. And please, if you don't remember anything else, remember kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. Your emails, if you got any questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Copy all that information right there. Memorize it. Love it. Eat it. Use it. And if I'm too busy that they're taking all of your kind words and messages and emails, Christian Horchata. You can find me on Instagram, Christian.Monster, Facebook, Christian Oleon Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So come find me and I'll see you on Friday. And folks, perhaps we'll see you in Austin, Texas one day. Preferably when it's safe. But until that time, keep your ass away and send us your plans via kcoolmans at gmail.com and let us know if you are planning on moving here or just passing through 
because we would love to safely hang out with you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to or watching this, goodbye and stay toasty.